Radio. Hello. All right. Hello. Oh, are we ready for this? Oh, I am so glad, Moxie, we were doing this movie with you. I would like to say I'm glad I finally watched it. But I wouldn't want to come on here and lie to your loyal audience. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> we do it all the time. No, it, no, it was it was it <laughs> no. was a good time. Yeah. It's a it's a particular kind of movie as we will uh oh, yeah. get into in greater detail. Indeed. I need a cup. You do need a cup. Uh so how you been, Moxie? Ah, fair to middling. Trying to get the uh you know, keep the VO business going and whatnot. Yeah. Guys, if you're listening, give her some work. <laughs> I mean, has the show even started yet? Yeah, so we have to try to make up some ways. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, we need voiceover for. Uh, you, you've heard our theme song, right? Uh, can you do a good version of that? <laughs> Replace yeah. the original? I wouldn't dare. Yeah. It's a monument. See, she's she's humble too. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking a. Uh... She also said she wouldn't lie to the audience. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm picturing sort of a hybrid between pop-up video and MST3K starring Moxie's voice. Oh. Special comment. Oh, no, that, there we go. That's a million-dollar idea. If only I weren't so flaky and lazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! I'm hearing uh, commentary tracks with facts to movies like uh, Night of the Lepus and... Ah, uh... uh, the scariest movie with That bodies. actually would be really good. <laughs> But would it? It have to. It would have to be a good or like well documented film to do that in the full length of it. Like if you did a, a summation version of the movie and had those facts on it, I think that could be cool, and it would definitely spare people having to watch the actual films. Yeah, yeah but facts. with facts, I'm picturing yeah, yeah, yeah. more of a yeah. uh, good bad flicks recap with pop up video facts on it. Yes. All right, we'll workshop it. We'll get this figured out. All right. Yeah, we will send it back to this committee. happen. Oh. I Heart Radio, we're coming for you. That's right. Get your <laughs> checkbook ready. Watch your ass. Anyway. Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from Movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Oh, we are continuing Snow White yeah. September with 1997's Snow White, A Tale of Terror. 
Steve, spoiler, I am enjoying Snow White Month so much more than I thought I would. Oh, excellent. Uh, based on how Robin Hood Month and King Arthur Month went, I was, I was sort of dreading basically the same thing over again. But no, no, Snow White's... So it's got just enough uh, tomfoolery in it and little people. Excellent. Ooh, is one of the main tomfoolery? Oh, but we're not oh. alone for this one, babe. Because <gasps> with us we have, of course... Moxie Labouche from Your Brain on Facts. Welcome, Moxie! I don't know why you guys keep leaving that door unlocked, but I'm happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Always glad to have you stumble in. Um, (laughs) Just don't let the cats out. So, so Moxie, this was your first time watching this movie? (laughs) Yeah, the only contact I had had with it prior to last night was that I worked at a blockbuster in 1999, as a great many in my generation did, and it was there. I just, I remember the box art very clearly and no desire whatsoever from 1999 to now to watch it. Yeah, it's not the greatest not cover until, art. Yeah. Until, yeah, it, not until two of the best podcast hosts in the business said, hey, Moxie, you want to watch Sigourney Weaver be the Wicked Witch? And I say, yeah, I'm down for that. <laughs> Who are these people? No, anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, babe, I don't know about you. Steve. I'm a little parched. Oh, I'm quite sober, so... Well, let's take care of both of those problems. Uh, Let's see, from Grid City Brewing in Salt Lake City, Utah, we have their Honey Cream Ale. Ooh, Ooh, soft and creamy, like Snow White skin. Um, Yeah, 5% alcohol by volume, that's about all the info it really gives. (laughs) All right, Uh, my top. Oh, his top! Nice. And the poor... Ooh. <laughs> I don't know why I said it creepy like that, but hey. <laughs> this is a nice uh, light brown colored beer. has an off-white foamy head with lots of tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles make me happy. Which are lingering. It is quite foamy. Ooh. Steve's taking a sniff. Let's see. Yeah, mm. smells like honey. Yeah, a little bit of honey. It's Earthy. very mild. Um, I'm getting a little biscuit. Hmm. Yeah, but the taste is definitely getting the biscuit. But yeah, it's got a little bit of the, the earthy notes. You can definitely mm-hmm. tell a little honey and stuff in there. But I won't lie. I like nice cream ales. They're nice and mellow. All day drinking beers. Indeed. Yeah. Moxie, are you drinking anything on your end? Yes, I am. Ooh. Since I haven't basically haven't been on my diet lately. No reason to save the calories tonight. Uh, coming out of Charlottesville, Virginia, the Star Hill Brewery, we have the Love Wheat Beer. A German-style Hefenweizen with a fruity aroma and a spicy finish. God damn it, breweries you all voice owe me five overwork. Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. We need to get and you. And that's not even the sexy voice yet. <laughs> oh, my. Ooh. <laughs> I also do guided meditations. You can find them on Audible. Guys. No joke. Guys. Not a dry panty in the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm putting that on my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> Put down a towel. Anyway. I also do voiceover no, work. No. You can always say Harley, 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 get out of here. You already got like a six movie deal. Get out of here. <laughs> Damn it, Harley Quinn. Show up more than that Montrose monkey guy. <laughs> that movie ruined my brain. <laughs> uh, so 1997's. <laughs> Snow White, A Tale of Terror. I, I think we lost Moxie. I think I ran no, off. No, no, no. She's just, uh, she's waiting it out. <laughs> we'll get it out of her. Watching, she's just watching you kids have a good time. 
Uh, excellent. Well, from director Michael Cohn, C-O-H-N. Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I had no idea either. But he made such incredible movies as Interceptor. No one? All right. Well, it's like a stealth movie. Looks like it's a Top Gun ripoff with stealth yeah, bomber starring Jürgen Prochnow mm, and Andrew Devoff. Yeah, it's a movie yep, starring nope. a 1982 uh, Ford Crown Victoria. I got it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good guess, though. All right. How about this one? Uh, when the Bow Breaks. Any guesses on what that's about? Besides falling babies. Um, it sounds a bit. It sounds a bit like the like hand a that rocked the cradle. Mystery, right? Serial killer mystery starring Martin Sheen and Ron Perlman. I very, very vaguely remember like oh, a, that could be an ad for that. Maybe like the beginning of my mom's Pelican brief tape. Oh, maybe. I mean, Ron Perlman. So, you know, yeah. that's worth at least a half an hour of your time. There you go. Uh, then directed this and then 2015 Sacrifice, which didn't really have anybody I recognized. At least I didn't have it written down here on my notes. So there you go. Uh, but the screenplay, oh boy, from Tom Z- Zolosi, nailed it. Uh, <laughs> Who's he, Steve? Well, he wrote episodes of <clears throat> Three's Company, The Incredible Hulk, BJ and the Bear, Knight Rider, The A-Team, Star Trek Voyager, The Outer Limits, Beastmaster, Adventure Incorporated. Yes, remember that. It was awesome. But most importantly, babe, he is the writer of three o'clock high oh snap <laughs> buddy Ravel himself came from his pen oh. <laughs> best bully movie ever M- moxie you know three o'clock not high? a no okay. no nothing i got nothing look up. i can contribute nothing to this discourse i have no idea i've never seen any of those films and i haven't heard of most of them Star Trek Voyager? Starting to feel like I'm no. really not bringing much to the movie-based <laughs> podcast. But, well, you know, give me a minute, maybe when I get warmed up. Well, here we go. Uh, the screenplay is also by Deborah Sarah. Who's she? She wrote 13 episodes of Punky Brewster. Well, I mean, it was culturally significant, so uh, there you go. <laughs> good on you. Uh, let's see. Then there's uh, TV movies like The Man with Three Wives, starring Bo Bridges. Basically sounds like Big oh, Love to me. Oh, snap. Well, I'm in. Uh, this, Just Ask My Children, and Going for Broke, which starred Delta Burke. Oh. All right. You want to hear something funny? Yes. When you said Bo Bridges, for whatever reason, my brain was preloading Bo Derek. My brain did, so... too! <laughs> okay, I went to work so clearly the what... <laughs> Well, clearly what we needed was a man with three wives, and one of them was Bo Derek. Yeah. Just oh, no, as no. a starter, that's what Ooh, we need. And the other, Bo Jackson. I, I propose it's Big Love, be. but we replace uh, we replace Bill with Bo Derek, the lesbian yeah, Big Love. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Come back, Steve. Come What's back. You these days. <laughs> Look, I for one am here to embrace the uh, lesbian polygamist Church of Latter Day Saints. <laughs> particularly be good to see a you know a, a strong central role go to an older woman i mean mm-hmm. i don't want to uh don't want to cock block you here steve but she is old enough to collect social security that is not going to slow steve yeah, down same, but... <laughs> yeah so is helen mirren well, well, well. <laughs> judy dench yeah i'm okay with it he will leave me for elizabeth shoe if she ever returns his emails <laughs> <laughs> sophia loren i mean come on <laughs> right 
Oh, but also starring in this movie, we have Sigourney Weaver as Claudia Hoffman, a.k.a. the evil stepmom. Who's she, Steve? <laughs> Silence! <laughs> you know who Sigourney Weaver is. Seriously. Aliens, Ghostbusters, I don't know, Galaxy Quest. If you don't oh. know who Sigourney Weaver is, crawl back under your rock. <laughs> uh, was, the, was it difficult coming out of that coma? We're really glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, save it for that part of the movie. Anyway. <laughs> Things have changed. I, the uh, Twin Towers are no longer a draw. <laughs> wow. Uh, so we also, I guess the second tower in this one, Sam Neill as Frederick Hoffman. Yes, Dr. Grant. Yeah. You, which made me feel really good seeing that on the credits. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, we had Sigourney Weaver and Sam Neill. No, I'll be in for a good time. Yeah. Great. Why haven't we heard of this movie more? <laughs> well, star of this oh. movie and titular character played by Monica Kina. Who's she? Uh, y'all seen Dawson's Creek? Nope. <laughs> How about Entourage, where she plays Eric's ex-girlfriend that shows up inexplicably off and on the first season? No? <laughs> How about Freddy so versus she's done Jason? Really, she's done really well for herself, is what you're saying. <laughs> she had a really good two-year run. <laughs> <laughs> After this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, she plays Lily. Yes, not actually Snow White, because she's never referred to at all. As she Snow refers White. to herself when she is a child. Her mother. Yeah, no, wanted... I, oh, oh no, we're gonna get. Yeah, no, I remember <laughs> that part. But that's oh, because I have issues with the the timing of things they established then and then returned to or failed to return to over the the development of the film. What? Oh, oh y'all, I got opinions. Y'all, I got opinions. <laughs> are you are you saying there's a reason it may be on our podcast? <laughs> what plot holes in an AILFM reviewed movie? Does it sound like our podcast? All this movie needed was a talking ape, and we almost got one, I think. You really got to get me on for something I intensely love, because I come out, I even when it's a movie I like, like The World Is Not Enough, I just come across so nitpicky and critical. And I, I promise everyone, I'm just a cuddly little teddy bear at heart. Are you kidding? You're talking but... to the woman who insults her own audience members. So... <laughs> I regularly challenge them to fight I know, me. but some people pay extra for that. <laughs> That's patreon.com slash EILF movies. No, anyway. <laughs> for the right level, we'll reach you in our comments on the Patreon page. Anyway. Uh... All right. So we start off. Ooh, Ooh. It's a snowy forest. And uh, Dr. Grant's on a nice little convoy with his pregnant wife. Oh, can we talk about Dr. Grant's hair? Yay or nay? I mean, are we for I mean, it or I'll, against I'll it? I'll allow it. I'm, I, I just seeing him with the long curly locks. It was so unsam Neil. I just, I don't know. It every time I saw him, it, it's like that face doesn't belong under that hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I, I know him best from, from I think most of us was Jurassic Park, but then it was uh, Merlin, uh, which oh. also had Miranda Richardson and uh, Martin Short, and it was pretty good. Um, so. Yeah, the long hair just kind of is works for me, and it looks good on him to me. Yeah, I mean they didn't do a bad job, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I like. I guess. I guess I know him from this and Mouth of Madness. So and <laughs> yeah. uh, Event Horizon. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of hair working, we can debate later on whether a particular character is wearing a lace front or not. Because I got five bucks riding on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Assume everybody is wearing a wig in this. Oh, I will. Uh, yeah, I think I think his hair needed to be more mullet like. Mm, less uh, curls, more mullet. Yeah, yeah, a little, little more curls in the front. Well, all right. Oh, you mean like an Anastoli or yeah, like, like a, like a Richard Dean Anderson kind of? 
No, he he means he means mullet. Yeah. Yeah, Did you yeah, you yeah. wanted something more like a soul glow? Like a like a Billy Ray Cyrus? You guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, he wants a straight up business up front party yeah. in the back. <laughs> you know, yard the... car. <laughs> guys, it was '97. All right. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we we find out uh, <laughs> there's a there, there's a nice little. Um, a little fallen tree in the past, so they oh, no. try to casually go around it, but uh, apparently, I don't know, a combination of bad luck happens where I guess it kind of slides off the cliff, a wheel jumps off. Uh, oh, and they're being chased by wolves. Yeah, her, her yeah. his wife's labor apparently attracted wolves. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, she's instantly like, oh, I'm having this baby right now as we're going around this tree. Okay, let's uh, let's get around. Uh. Yeah, so the uh, this combination of thing leads to, wow, uh, the carriage rolls down the hill a couple of times, yep. and um, <laughs> you know Sam Neil comes. I'm oh, sorry, uh, what's his name in this? Fred, uh, Doctor Grant. It's it's Friedrich. Um, Friedrich, Friedrich, yes. which made us, me and the husband, separately, and we didn't know this about each other till the end. Every time we heard them say Friedrich in the movie, we replaced it in our head with Frodrick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frodrick. Oh, Frodrick. Oh, if he would have had an afro too, oh, Frederick. I'm in. But anyway, yeah, he comes to and he's like, "Uh, are you okay, my darling?" She's like, "I, I, I can't breathe." We then pan back to see, apparently, she got skewered right through the chest. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I... right, sticking right out of her chest, piece of wood about a foot long, and apart from furrowing her eyebrows, she's not particularly perturbed. Yeah, she's it's like, not, it doesn't seem to be bothering her all that much. You should glance down and go, "Oh, bother." <laughs> uh honey i have a little favor can you slice the baby from me yeah. um hold on let me see if the driver can help uh, driver he's being eaten by wolves <laughs> like jesus christ he, and steve's not being facetious that was what happened no yes I'm, for once i'm not just joking about it either driver i'm busy ah! Ah, get off me <laughs> Damn devil dogs. Yeah. Be with you in a minute, sir. So uh, Sam Hill takes his blade, says, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please forgive me. And then we see blood running on the snow. Title card, Snow White, Tell Terror. Woo! <laughs> Roll credits. Guys, what do we think about... Snow? Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Damn, I almost got out of it. <laughs> Uh, we then, you know, cut to a grave. Uh, it makes sense. Uh, we see Liliana Hoffman has been laid to rest. Uh, that's the mother, I guess. But then we also meet little Lily. <gasps> she's dancing around. Or she's like hiding from her, her the... Okay, it was, was it her grandma or her nanny? It's her nanny. I think, it, I think it's her nanny. She calls her like Nanu. Yeah, Nanu. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, was like, Nanu. I was like... <laughs> Okay, okay. It's just just a nice older nanny and, you know, whatever. But I was like, maybe it was the grandma and I just missed that line of exposition. But, yeah. Yeah, she's, like, looking for her in the graveyard because little Lily likes to hide over there. Uh, eventually, you know, Lily pelts her with a rock in the butt. And uh, it's like, oh, you repscallion, you get over here. Let me... My butt is too large and too old to be used as target practice. Get your butt out here. Yeah. And then we go... <laughs> She asked ask a Nanu or whatever to go into the story of her consummation. Conception. Conception. Yeah, that's the word. Not consumption, right? 
So, no, first you said you said consummation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, to consummate like a marriage. <laughs> I mean, one will lead to one of the other, and possibly both. I know English good. Um, no, I don't know. It's a terrible language, just terrible. <laughs> and if anyone listening has English as a second language, good on you. Yeah. I don't know how you did it. Congratulations. <laughs> I really am sincerely impressed. So yeah, what happens? Yeah, the, the, some story about pricking a finger and the blood hit the snow and it turned into Snow White or whatever. And she's like, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it draws more on, that part draws on the, uh, you know, the original folk tale of it. Ah. Uh, well, because some, some versions of Snow White, actually, there are two girls. There's Snow White and Rose Red. Oh. I can't, yeah, I'm hoping I'm not the only person who ever came across this. But of course, like, you know, in fairy tale, there's lots of, of permutations, but, you know, I'd say probably 20th century we lost, no, was the, did they go on that symbolism in the Disney version? The Disney... Eh, I retract half of my statement. The Disney by Rose Red? Oh, let's see. <laughs> They're trying to bury it, like Song of the South or something? Oh. I don't know, I don't, think, I don't think it's a property anyone owned her, but, you know... I'm looking it up. They probably so they probably should just buy up every folklore princess just to be, you know go ahead make a make art make concept art of every folklore princess and get you know register it for a trademark just in case yeah just to be just safe. in case somewhere down the line somebody comes up with a good script from one. <laughs> Apparently, Snow White and Rose Red uh, was part of the Brothers Grimm collection. It's an older, shorter version of Snow White and the Ungrateful Dwarf, originally titled Two Girls, a Bear, and a Dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up for Thursday night sitcom hour. I was thinking more after dark. Yeah. Mm. Here come the bears. Anyway, um, speaking of uh, lovable animal sidekicks, uh, we find out Papa's a falconer. As we see uh, Sam yeah. Neill with his little falcon on his arm, and is that going to lead anywhere? Nope, don't worry about it. Nope. But <laughs> but he's, uh, oh, Lily, you're here. By the way, your new mom's coming in like an hour. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> you have a new mom! I brought yeah, her I couldn't, I couldn't tell whether or not he'd ever talk to her about it, this woman, prior to her arrival or like ever seen this new woman he's about to marry or something but i don't know maybe they were at like a lord and lady mixer or something just you know i have the headcanon that they at least corresponded for a while (laughs) my dearest claudia i come to you from the land of anyway i mean you know he's got money and holdings getting married it's a very important decision it's true it's true yeah if you were going to risk losing half of it (laughs) You want to be careful who you pick. Losing half of it in the Middle Ages. <laughs> when the French show up. Ah, oh, there we go. <laughs> All right, guys, I found the plot. I'm going to give you the synopsis of Snow White and Rose Red. No, a story about two little girls who live with their mother, who's a poor widow, who goes out of town for a little while. Uh, it's the middle of winter. A bear shows up on their door. The girls panic, and the bear basically says, no, 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 I just want a place to warm up. Please let me in. Um, I won't hurt you. So they let him in. They swipe all the snow off of him. He falls asleep. Apparently, he wakes up in the summer and is like, well, I have to go defend my treasure from a wicked dwarf. Uh, so the girls let him go. A few days later, the girls are out in the woods. They see a dwarf with his beard stuck in the tree. They cut his beard to free him, and he yells at him about them ruining his beautiful beard. 
Um, and the, so they decide to go home. Uh, a little while later, they go back out into the woods and they find the bear about to eat the dwarf. The dwarf says, no, 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 eat the little girls, please. And the bear says, yep, nope. Uh, kills the dwarf with one swipe and then turns into a prince. Turns out the dwarf put a spell on the prince the whole time. The And then uh, Snow White marries the prince and Rose Red marries the prince's brother. Oh, I thought he was going to marry the, 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 <laughs> the dwarf. dwarf. Like, uh, he had holdings. <laughs> Interesting. It does happen sometimes that people marry people who are already dead. Uh, the moral of that story is listen to your parents. Oh, I it don't seems know to what be let happened. wild animals into your house. That seems to be the moral. <laughs> I mean, I Steve, if in the middle of winter a bear knocks on our door, do you think I'm not going to let him come rest by the fire? Uh, don't do that. Should I not do that? No, don't, don't. Please don't. What about the moose? Can I let the moose in? Uh, no, no. I if the moose can get through the door, good yeah, on him. Yeah, that's, that's the real question, I think. How about the bobcat? No. Oh, definitely. Right? He's just a big He's kitty. kitty. He's making biscuits on my skull. (laughs) Worth it. (laughs) I never thought I would die this way, but I always kind of hoped. Don't put it on my gravestone. (laughs) She died doing what she loved, petting kitties she was told not to. (laughs) Exactly. I'll show you. Yeah. Speaking of showing you, uh, so yeah, Claudia shows up and Lily shows her her caterpillar she just found. By the way, Claudia's uh, Sigourney Weaver, the, yeah. the new stepmom. Looking majestic. Right? Mm. But of course, uh, you know, shows the caterpillar and, uh, <laughs> the, what's the line uh, she said, uh, Lily says, like, can I put her in a box? And uh... Sigourney Weaver's like, wait, what? Are you talking about putting me in a box? Like, no, the caterpillar. Like, Oh, honey, honey, oh, focus, funny. new mommy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like a maximum of six. Yeah. Six years old. Oh, no, no, no. She's definitely has to be nine because that's going to play oh, an important hell. Oh, part yes. No, like I know. That. We yeah. were discussing the math last yeah. night. <laughs> Always weird. But it's also medieval times. Older, older than her, our mother's maid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just had to get Shakespearean on y'all. Oh, snap. <laughs> Oh, but uh, but Cla- Claudia has a box. Oh, she sure does. What's in the box? It's a freaking puppy! <gasps> oh, it's a cute little Rottweiler puppy! Oh, she's a cutie! Or as uh, my wife called it when we were watching a poor man's horse? Yeah, Rottweilers are poor man's horses. So, like, back in the day, a rich person definitely would not have a Rottweiler because people who couldn't afford to keep horses would have a Rottweiler to pull their wagon, to pull stuff to the market, and to watch their kids while they were busy laboring. She'd have, like, a greyhound or a wolfhound or something majestic. Hmm. All right. See, I thought it was a baby, uh, a little mastiff, little, um, like, Tibetan mastiff, or, or like, a, a great Swiss, or, like, one of those kind of dogs. You the dog I didn't experts. know it was a Rottie till I saw it growing up. I'll say, uh, but Swissies also were, like, basically draft dogs, so oh, yeah. they also wouldn't be for royalty. They were still used up in through World War One. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pulling munitions and stuff. Nice. Yeah, man's best friend. Oh, oh we're also introduced to uh, the new uncle. Oh. Gustav, but, um... Don't talk to him. We need, we, need, we need to talk about Gustav. Oh, please, talk about him, since he can't. <laughs> yes, yes, she has this brother... He's here too. Mm-hmm. He can't speak. Mm-hmm. He looks a bit touched, mm-hmm. and he does sleight of hand magic. Yeah. For reasons, <laughs> I assume. Nobody had Look. nobody had a mute special needs magician uncle. 
I mean, <laughs> you know. Steve, you've got like 17 uncles. None I'm of them are I'm mute sure magicians. <laughs> First off, I'm certain none of them are mute. But, <laughs> but you know, sometimes you just, you, you got like that, that per, that per cousin or something that magic is their hobby like they want to be yeah. the next david copperfield or something and he david has Blaine. it he has it on his person like the guy who brought his guitar to the party <laughs> yeah. nobody asked you to do this man do i did get the vibe <laughs> off of him and his sister though he wasn't really looking to meet any new people oh yeah we get that a little later too oh guys yeah. it's gonna be good yeah. uh, so then we're walking through the hallways of uh, uh you know Dr. Grant's castle. <laughs> yes, and, Dr. Grant's castle. And, and we see a, a picture of his his departed wife, Liliana. This is a and... terrible picture. This is a terrible <laughs> painting. It wouldn't be that bad if they'd finished the background. Because it would have actually been pretty, like, to the, the period. Yeah, yeah. But just that flat face against that, like, green screen background. <laughs> Here's some more headcanon. Maybe that portrait was being made. When she died, <laughs> they could finish they the background. Finish the background. background. And, and 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 Froderick said no to just leave it leave right it there. Is. It's perfect the way it is. So uh, this be... unfinished, unfulfilled, stopped too early. So Steve and I had a thought on this because oh, there'll man. be another painting coming up later. Yeah. Uh, we were thinking the... maybe much in the way that. Uh, that Sigourney Weaver hired her special needs brother. Maybe <laughs> Dr. Grant also has a special needs brother who, instead of magic, just enjoys painting. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, cousin Larry, he likes doing his pictures. <laughs> we but he's not hurting anything, so we just let him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's not like a painting. It's actually painted on the wall. They <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just put a frame around it. And like, yeah, just uh, take the rest of the paint off. Just keep it around in the frame. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what happens here? Oh yeah, Claudia also has uh, her mother's cabinet or whatever being delivered, and within this cabinet, there's a mirror. <gasps> and we also get the uh, subtle hinting that her mother and or Claudia may or may not be a witch. They're totally witches. Oh! Who would ever have thought the stepmother in a fairy tale movie could be bad? Right? Uh, I am shocked. Shocked, I tell you. What an M. Night twist has been thus far. (laughs) Ask me what it means. Oh, and then that evening, uh, Dr. Grant, sorry, Frederick comes to talk to Claudia like, is everything to your liking, my love? As they, you know, there's separate wings in the castle. And uh, she says something like, well, there is one thing I need. Some sausage. (laughs) My hands are very cold. You should warm me up. Yeah. It's far, far better than Steve makes it out to be. But they start making out a bit right there in the hallway with oh, yeah. little Liliana watching from afar. And this scene is the first indication <laughs> we have of any animosity between the two. Because yeah. Claudia, right out of the gate, scored big stepmom <laughs> points with that puppy. Like, that was going to carry her for a long time. Yeah, and, and the animosity, it's more it, like Claudia just looking at her like, oh, hey, Lily, are you watching this? Do you kind of like it? <laughs> like, it's just kind of a weird little moment. And Lily doesn't even like react. She just kind of keeps staring. All right, yeah, I'm she's just gonna... staring. So then we cut to the next morning and the wedding. And oh. Claudia is totally lip syncing her way into American Idol or something. <laughs> because I, I'm pretty sure it's not Sigourney Weaver singing. It is not Sigourney Weaver. I did <laughs> verify that. It's the brother. It was Gustav. <laughs> it was Gustav the whole time. 
He's, he's he doesn't, so he doesn't want anyone to know he's an alto, so he doesn't speak. <laughs> it's really weird when he's like, enough for my next trick. <laughs> when he's doing his just, magic act, it just honey, doesn't work honey, out well. Brother, please just just pretend you're mute. <laughs> uh, so what happens from here? Oh yeah, so yeah, what then like that? a weird marriage thing happens. Oh yes, the yeah. blessing like of the bedchamber. <laughs> medievally... That's right. So you've got the the new the newly married couple, mm-hmm. butt ass naked. Yeah, under, naked next to each other in the bed, yeah. <laughs> under a sheet, hands folded in prayer, braced up against a big bolster pillow, while an absolute parade of people come to the foot of their bed and throw shit on them. I know in one hand they had a tiny amount of wine. I never made out what was in the other hand. I was trying to figure that out too because I was like, wait, did the brother just put something in the bed too? And then it was like, oh, everybody's doing it. Uh, like uh, he was like, I don't know, slipping in some weird... I, I, what are those, like, yeah, it looked weird when we see the first guy do it and then when the second Six person does bags. it, you realize that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, everybody's doing it. Now it's even weirder. Yeah, I'm assuming it's like a like was it uh, the the wafers that are God's Jesus's body or whatever. I don't. Okay, now I'm. I wasn't super Catholic wine. even when I was Catholic, but I'm not sure you're allowed to throw the Eucharist. But then again, you wouldn't be allowed to throw the wine either. You don't. You don't pour one oh, out for your homies. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, stuff is being done that's really weird and apparently really mm. traditional. <laughs> we know nothing about. Uh, but then Lily walks up and uh, tosses her wine right in Claudia's face, and I'm just like, "That bitch!" <laughs> yeah, it was a real zero, it, like zero to sixty escalation here. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, like like Sigourney Weaver has a definitely has a turning point for sure, but she seems to be a perfectly good stepmom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, they don't give us any indication that she's not. I mean, we don't see her being mean to Lily or, or or anything. Her her big flaw seems to be that she loves Doctor Grant. How dare yeah, you? Well, it could be that daddy. she's she's monopolizing, you know, her father's time now, which I could uh, fold into a more condemning narrative when we get later in the story when she's a little older and oh. looking just like her mother, oh, and no, he looks yeah. at her for a little too long. <laughs> Look, that's a running theme in a lot of Snow White stories, yeah. and I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway what happens from here oh yeah she like runs out of the room after you know <laughs> splashing her new stepmom with wine yeah and uh yeah she's chasing after the puppy uh what was his name i thought it was alto odo that's odo. right yes odo like uh deep space nine, deep space the nine. Security. Yep. Yeah. yeah we were just pretending that it was uh that it, that it was it was odo was the shapeshifter it was odo the shapeshifter i was trying to think of the actor's name <laughs> oh, the very that, there you go See, she's got it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she like follows uh, Odo into stepmom's uh, room. Yeah, Claudia's room, and uh, yeah, the, uh, uh, Nanu is <laughs> like, uh, uh, Lily, are you down here? So she hides under the bed. Now she's like, I saw you come in here, child. Ooh, what's this cabinet here? Maybe I should see what's inside. <laughs> the Ark of the Covenant, apparently. Yeah, apparently. I was waiting for her face to melt. It was going to be great. I mean, <laughs> super, super weird that Nanu was a Nazi, but... <laughs> a twist I wasn't prepared for. I, I mean, the king's name is, is, you know, Friedrich. They could very well be in Germany. Friedrich Hoffman. Uh-oh. 
Oh, oh yeah, no, that's absolutely Germanic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Proto Nazis, one less. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the Nazi nanny is nuked, and uh, no, she, <laughs> no, she basically like falls to the ground. And, no, we, uh, we need to. We need to. You deserve that boisterous laughter for that lovely bit of alliteration. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag nailed it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Nanny falls to the ground. She's like, oh, I've seen the, the sun <laughs> or something. And Snow White's like in the bed like, ah, Nanny's dead. I mean, to be fair, this might not be a haunted mirror. I don't see any other mirrors anywhere else in the castle at any point. Maybe uh, nobody's ever seen themselves. There's a lot later, but Where? yeah. Uh, like in the halls or something? Do you remember the third act of this movie? Where she goes around smashing all the mirrors? Oh, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> all right, at this point in the movie, there have been no other mirrors. True, true. <laughs> I've seen such horrible things. <laughs> I've seen the ravages of age. <laughs> and, yeah. So Starships off the shoulders of Orion. <laughs> uh, smash cut to Lily being older now. Apparently nine years older, so... We'll say she was nine when this story started, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll say she's 18 now. Age cool. of consent, medieval Germany. Let's see. <laughs> oh, there's... <laughs> it just comes up N-A. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, but we do also find out Claudia's preggers. <gasps> hey! Lily's going to have a little baby brother. It's going to be great. Or sister at this point. Well, Dad's praying for a son, so... Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> First we introduce, like, oh, Lily likes a boy while she's half-naked and about to run outside in her chemise. Oh, that too. Yeah, but then, well, but the, are we just not going to talk about that fake belly? Oh, that, that belly is that, quite fake. It looks like a, a one of those wooden salad bowls from the 1970s <laughs> with, like, a good beeswax treatment on it because it's all shiny and smooth and flat and weird. Yeah, it looks well, like that melanin bowl I have upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> is that what, you, what it's called? What the the plastic from the seventies? Melanin. melanin. Melanin is the pigment yes. in your skin. <laughs> it is lacking yeah, melanin. Stuff. It <laughs> is melanin. Uh, and earlier today we were just on another podcast talking about uh, when Deanna Troy got impregnated by a sparkle oh, no. and wore her salad bowl belly for <laughs> four seconds i don't know <laughs> for a scene imagine yeah. what her stretch marks must have been like right Ugh. uh what happens oh yeah dad's praying for a son uh oh yeah we see lily uh running around in her nighty with uh talking to dr peter gutenberg uh should have been steve gutenberg i'm just, right? I'm just saying um, could have been johan gutenberg then it would have been cool crossover oh yeah <gasps> Tell me about this printing press that you're working on. No, <laughs> oh, another time, my dear. He's a doctor. He's he he's he, busy with leeches he, and he humors. can have many talents. <laughs> he is a wig display, is what he is. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, his hair also. Yes. Girl, that's a lace front. <laughs> yeah, it's a look. for nobody. So then, at this point, Claudia gives Lily another gift. It's a dress that she can wear instead of her jammies. For I the party tonight wore this dress when I was your age. Oh, I don't want a dress. And Sigourney Weaver throughout. Very balanced and calm. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, that's the yeah, end of that scene. <laughs> for, so a, for a stepmom, pretty nice. Yeah. She's uh, like, like, I'm Team Claudia at this point. Right? <laughs> And that's something I want to touch on later, and I actually will wait till later this time. 
Lily, uh, she starts searching the attic, and uh, she finds like one of her mom's old like party dresses. So then we cut to the party later that night, and uh, Claudia's singing again. She's singing again. And then uh, Lily starts turning heads uh, mid recital, and like everybody in the party's like, "Oh my gosh, look at that! Look at that of age girl in a white dress." <laughs> Which to me, I was there are some really good costuming in this movie, and there's some not good costuming. This is not a head turner dress. No, I don't know. Just kind of a oh, it's a white dress. Mm-hmm. Cool with some fuzzies. Yeah, around it really, that. it really didn't even make sense for the crowd to part in around her. I mean, other than she's the Lord's daughter. Maybe they're not allowed to touch her. Oh, yeah, everybody wait. has to stay well back. You know what it is? Ooh. She's been such a recluse the past couple years, just not wanting to be a part of these parties. She's like, oh my God, she is still alive. <gasps> the rumors are unfounded. <laughs> so yeah, the dad sees it. They're like, whoa, why are you wearing uh, your mom's old dress? Like, oh, I thought it would make you happy. Ha 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 ha. It totally does. Let's dance. Da 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 da. And Claudia is pissed. Yeah, and Froderick is just looking at his daughter. In all the ways. Yeah. <laughs> too, too much. I'm telling her how she looks like her mom. You oh, smiled your mom so much. hard in this dress once. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why was that not in this movie? No. Um, <laughs> but uh, Claudia is so pissed, she faints. <gasps> oh, no. Well, women fainted from just about everything back then. Yeah, the the, the corset on her uh, pregnant body was finally taking effect. I Man. don't know. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, when she <clears throat> faints, the baby is stillborn. <gasps> and she is now unable to have children. <gasps> yeah, now, hold on, because we got to talk about that. The medieval doctor comes out of the medieval delivery room <laughs> yeah. and says that she is in no danger. Call bullshit on that for starters. Uh, okay. <laughs> but she will not be able to bear children. What exists in the space between she is in no danger and she will not be able to have children? She is in no danger. There was a lot of bleeding, but I put a lot of straw up in her, so she's good to go. Look, look. No room for babies, though. Do you want your humors <laughs> balanced or not, Moxie? <laughs> also, the amount of blood... Oh, yeah. They, they Does not with go like... with the phrase, she is in no danger. She's she in is no clearly danger. in a great deal of danger. She's in no because danger. Because we, we see, we have we see three... a maid come out with an armload of bloody sheets, and then there's still blood all over the place when we get in there and see the historically accurate birthing chair. Yeah. yeah. And I, I liked the little touch of uh, Sigourney Weaver's got the bruises on her wrists. I don't know if you guys oh, noticed yeah, that. I didn't, but it's yeah, it's got. I thought those were just kind of a decorative, but no, it looks like a way to for you to restrain yourself or be restrained. Yeah, because they, oh. they'd like restrain. They would restrain you in the the birthing chair, and then when she goes to, she panics and looks in the mirror, and she's applying stuff. She's got like bruising all over her wrists. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, I did not that. see that. Yeah, cause right. she's she's panicking, rubbing rubbing face cream on herself because she looks awful, and. Death is here and it's bad. Yeah, she's rubbing oh, on she the also sent, She also sends her brother to... The oh. maids have taken away uh, the stillborn baby and she sends her brother to retrieve it. The maids have just taken it outside to the fire pit. Yeah. Really unceremoniously. Now, I don't know what they how they felt about unbaptized babies or specifically stillbirths in whatever part of the world this is supposed to be in whatever year it's supposed to be, but it, it just seemed a little bit rude. 
Yeah, a little, little cold, yeah. cold at best. Oh, they bit. like they like yeet that baby yeah. in the fire, and they're like, <laughs> I was surprised they didn't like shoot oh, it out the window or something. Right? Oh, and they do like a they they do like a little like hail mary and get the hell out of there. And she's like, no, he's mine. Don't let them throw him away. And then Gustav's like nodding and like goes off and gets uh, I don't know the the the, the little son. Yeah, this is which where, is yeah. not an inappropriate reaction, and of course, oh, no. mourning is different. For everyone. Yeah. Yeah, she... Even if she takes... She doesn't actually process her grief and takes this entirely too far. <laughs> I mean, again, also subjective. Look, but... <laughs> some people get reborn dolls. Some people are going to yeah. poison the kingdom. <laughs> I mean, yes. it was really a 50-50 shot. Just a flip of a coin on that one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she she's breaking down. Yeah, she's doing the lotion thing. She's smearing it on the mirror. And then... The mirror seems to call to her. Claudia. Claudia. And I'm like, oh, is there going to be ghosts in this story? No, it's. I guess it's supposed to be the mirror. Or her own dementia. Who knows? She's had a bad day. That is something that I really, really like. enjoy in this movie, you know, until pretty much the last act. You don't know if it's just psychosis or actual magic. Yeah. Oh, I just assumed it was magic. Now I feel like I've, I've missed out on a, a layer of it. Because... I also think there was some an area in which the filmmaker could have done something better here. We know this is the villain. Everybody knows this is the villain. So they're playing like villain music while this woman is processing the fact that this waited for child has died. But they're playing villain music. If they had played music just appropriate to a dramatic scene like this, it would have made the character feel sympathetic to the audience, which would have given her complexity. You know, we would have been like, oh, it's kind of bad to want your stepdaughter dead. But, you know, you've been through some stuff. We understand. I think they just they missed an opportunity to make her a more complex character simply by changing the score. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But it would have been interesting. But because because, yeah, this is obviously where she takes a hard turn (laughs) and uh, she calls uh, basically she wants to meet up and talk with Lily like right after and uh to, to Lily's credit, when she meets up, she's basically like, look, I know I've been like a real I'm shit I'm sorry I was a dick to you for the last nine years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry. And of course, Claudia's like, hey, you know, shit happens. We're, we're family. Blah, blah, blah. End scene. Oh, by the way, you're real hot now. I just noticed that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Throw that in the end, too. Like, oh, hey, you're actually quite fetching. Look hmm. at you being all... All fertile and young and nubile. Yeah, and I don't know if this conversation is why later she's supposedly blaming Lily for the baby dying. Is that just uh, yeah, uh, is just uh, out of nowhere as a fact we're supposed to already you yeah, know and understand that I, somehow I think, Lily's the cause of it? Yeah, I think when she was talking to the mirror or whatever, she's like, they're enemies. They're the reason this is happening to you. Like, who, yeah. who's my enemy? And yeah, 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 because it's sort of like, like, is it Frederick? It's like, no, no, I love him. It's like, well, how come his kid gets to live and yours doesn't? That is a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so then... Uh... My, my husband would like someone to explain... How if the mirror is so powerful and so damn smart, it didn't warn her about the baby? Because it's all in her head. Psychosis. No. Oh, if not for that, re- if not for uh, ugh, the reanimation we see later, you could, yeah. you, could maintain oh, the psychosis, yeah. you could maintain the psychosis theory pretty much throughout. Yeah, maybe it was maybe it was like, like I a said, puppet. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Maybe the, maybe the motion we see 
is part of her psychosis. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the thing. Like, Maybe it's mass psychosis. We all have it now. There, right? There are fumes in the room at that time. Has, we'll, we'll get to it. Ha, <laughs> yeah, there's fumes. Has anybody checked the corn recently? <laughs> oh, ergot. Oh, always yeah. a good idea. All right. So then we see Lily and uh, Peter Gutenberg. They're just walking their horses in the forest. And then Peter's like, so um, going to ask your dad if I can marry you. Uh, what do you think about that? Oh, um... That would be fantastic. That, that's, not, that's cool, bro. <laughs> uh, Dr. Gutenberg, uh, they need you at once back at the castle. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go and uh, we'll just meet up in the stables later, okay? <laughs> uh, right back with me. No, no, I'll ride back alone. Always a great idea. Oh, hey, Gustav, what are you doing out here in the woods? Knife. <laughs> Is that magic? <laughs> no, nope. I don't think that's magic. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> it's usually referred to as a mugging. Yeah. So, <laughs> Am yeah. I about to get horse jacked? <laughs> Look, you can ride oh, the horse. If, if only she had thought to jump back on the horse and not flee the opposite direction from the road on foot. Right? <laughs> uh, horses are quite good at stomping things, including guys with knives. Indeed. Yeah, and if he's coming up behind you and you reach the horse first, odds are good you're going to spook it and it's going to kick back. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, she runs off the opposite direction for plot reasons. Uh, get chased through. Uh, Gustav's like right after. Uh, she falls like into like this little crevasse, like a little gully or something, and just whoop! Shit, Gustav lost her. Uh, well, certainly she's dead, right? Yeah. yeah I okay. Mean, I gotta... Nobody could survive falling. Yeah. <laughs> wherever that happened, um, we then cut to him bludgeoning a pig to death with a rock. <laughs> There are see... better ways to do that. <laughs> yep. He's, he's not all there. He's but, our simple goose But dog. are there more he gratifying had a knife. ways? But it's not as gratifying with a knife. Mox, you know how hard it is to beat a pig to death with a knife? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I just snorted like one. <laughs> I mean, obviously the rock is heavier. It's easier. <laughs> yeah. And don't anybody come at me saying, well, you got to stun it first and then slit its throat. I didn't see any way for him to hang it, so that's neither here nor there. There yeah. you go. No, he's not, I'm he's just not defending small. myself against the two listeners of yours who know how to field dress an animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're not They're not going to argue. They know that that was literally a high school class for me. <laughs> uh, so how to turn it? animals inside out for food? Yeah, it was called agriculture. You could take it instead of science. Because huh. agriculture isn't a science. Uh, all right, no, anyway, no. We're agriculture gonna... is science. It's animal yeah. sciences. I went to a fundamental high school. I, like freshman year, they were like, y'all aren't going to college. <laughs> <laughs> Just, let's set the expectations right now. You're the worst guidance counselor ever. We're the best. Look, do you want to go to auto shop or not? Because we have the last one in the district. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, bludgeons the pig. And then uh, he presents a heart to Claudia. And uh, this is where... She is thrilled. She is appreciative. And this is also where we find out, uh, like, for sure that it's brother. And then... There's a little bit of Lannister going on. Yeah, a little... It's a little flowers in the attic. A little kissy-poo around the lips. And, you know, Gustav's, like, a little weirded out by it, which is like, well, he's distraught from killing a child, but... 
Or just reassuring that he's not immediately into it. Yeah. And Moxie, thank you for, for making the Flowers in the Attic reference. Yeah. You're the only other person I've ever come across who has seen that movie. I also watched that uh, at said it... high school like seven times for some reason. I don't want to crush you, but I've neither seen it nor read it. I just... Okay, I can usually stomp movie trivia because I know the three things you need to know about lots of different movies. Right? All right. I'm still the only person who saw it. Why did we watch it in high <laughs> I school clips repeatedly? Of it. Apparently you were a, like, at a fundamentalist Christy Swanson was in it, wasn't she? Ooh, Christy Swanson. I think, I think it was on one of the I, I Love so. the Decades on VH1, and that's my full exposure to it. Ooh. Where were we? Oh, yeah. So they kiss. Um, and then Claudia says, put the rest in the stew for tonight. <laughs> And I'm like, oh. What rest did he bring? Yeah, because it was the pig, her, right? What parts of her, it's, it's apparently beef, though, in the next scene. Uh, yeah. What parts of her did he also bring to prove that he did it? Oh, he brought Heart, a uterus. lungs, a hoof. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, a lot, of the, a lot of the internal organs you could swap. And then I was, I was like, how do I Google what age would a pig have to be to have the same size heart as a 15-year-old? Without ending up on another goddamn yeah, list. Not oh, another one. They're like <laughs> it's for the podcast. I swear. They don't have to be that old. They they're like two hundred pounds when they're like eight months. Well, depending on breed, of course. Depending on breed, yeah. but uh, yeah, like so, like 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 pigs where you like meat meat breeds, like large whites, yeah, yeah, like like your your hamps and um, your Durocs and your China spots. All right. See, I didn't have I didn't have any of those. I had I had uh, some Tamworths one year and a what black guinea. Ooh. He was nice. He actually liked being petted, Aww. which was unfortunate. <laughs> that, that <laughs> like, you're real sense. sweet, bud, but I'm still shooting you next week. <laughs> we go eat you. Trust me, this guy, he lived the life of Riley. We should all live as well. He knew no labor. He had ample sun and mud and would not only eat what my goats didn't finish, he started beating them to the trough. <laughs> Plus warm goat milk. And he got so fat, he was like my 600-pound life. It was just like his forehead was eating his eyes. Oh, he became a lard breed. Uh, yes, absolutely. We had difficulty finding his internal organs. <laughs> it's in there somewhere. I keep looking. So, yeah, so there used to be more more varieties of pigs, but you have basically like your ham breeds, which are the ones with the nice big butts because you want a nice big ham. <laughs> I believe Cher had a song about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ham breeds. Um, yeah, and, uh, and all of them are nice and long, so you have lots of pork chops there for that nice long loin. But there also used to be bacon breeds, mm. which... Uh, so modern pigs have for sort of an arched back, so they have a longer loin. The uh, the bacon breeds were almost bow-like, like had a bowed back almost, so they would have a longer pork belly. So you'd have more bacon. And then there used to also be lard breeds that didn't put on very mm-hmm. much muscle, but would put on fat very quickly because lard used to be much more important. She really paid attention in agriculture class. Oh, I yeah. had four years of it. <laughs> <laughs> my math wasn't it. good enough to get into the science classes at this school <laughs> like nope you're gonna be bucking hay for the rest of your life get down there that was pretty <laughs> much it uh, yeah so yeah the rest is put into the stew and then we cut mm-hmm. to dinner between uh fred and <laughs> frederick and claudia mm-hmm. and uh there's a whole scene where it's like are you going to enjoy your stew husband and he's like just about to sip on it. And it's like, well, we know it's just like a 
pork stew or beef stew honestly at this point <laughs> so we know he's not gonna like eat his daughter but it's just like she, she's like eating it like oh oh my uh, god it's the greatest oh, stew ever oh, oh. sweet vengeance and uh <laughs> but then uh somebody what'd you say dear i said sweet venison <laughs> sweet venison oh i was wondering what kind of meat it was a little, a, little gamey it's a hunter yeah. stew yeah of everything. And then somebody burst in the door. Sire, we found Lily's horse. It was in the forest somewhere. Get the search party together. Let's go get her. Uh, uh, honey, don't you want to finish this delicious uh, venison vengeance stew? No, put it in the fridge. I'll put it in the microwave later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> totally what he said. What's a microwave? <laughs> What's a fridge? What's a fridge? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's a later? Anyway, uh, so <laughs> Lily... Uh, we see her, she's like still like running in the forest, it's dark, whatever, and uh, storming, and she finds like this old church or something built into a rock. And so she's like, oh, I'll go in here and there'll be shelter. Oh, and apparently also bread? Whatever. Nom, 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 nom. We'll eat this bread. And uh, while the dad's out with the search party, uh, Claudia's just like in her witchiest outfit, just spinning in the hallways, oh, laughing and dancing. This and... is the definition of frolicking. <laughs> yeah. She's it... getting a bit too happy with this still bloody heart that's been sitting on her, her <laughs> yeah, dressing like... table all afternoon. She's yeah. rubbing it on herself and... Whew. Yeah, it's a uh, it's an interesting little day. Look, everybody everybody grieves in their own way. Some people get a reborn doll. Some people uh, dress themselves in the blood of their nearest relative. <laughs> I do uh, like how we've we've I think clearly established that the reborn doll is to you the benchmark for not dealing with your stuff right. I find them really horrifying and the few people I've encountered that that had them were not processing things appropriately. It's like the people who freeze dry their pets it's somehow worse. Ugh. The people yeah. who like have their pets mounted and stuffed and display them in their homes, especially yeah. when they also have the new pet. <laughs> right? Like, this is going to be you. Psychological psychological torture. I can't understand why he keeps trying to leave the house. Yeah. Uh, so so then, uh, yeah, the, the dad out search party, he falls off his horse and breaks his leg. Um, and also Odo comes into the room and eats uh, Claudia's precious heart. Oh, no. Just gobbles it right up. And the mirror starts talking to Claudia like, you know what this means. You failed. She still lives. What what means? Nobody. She didn't know nothing. Yeah. She's like, what? The, the dog ate the heart? Yeah, I figured that was yeah. a fantasy. Yeah, she was completely convinced. Yeah, so uh, we then cut back to the church where Lily's Lily's taking a nap, but then (gasps) she's captured by people. By a dwarf. (laughs) And six other guys. And six other maybe five foot tall guys, like Hollywood (laughs) short. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's it's fantastic. Um, (laughs) Oh, and we got to talk about Gustav because, you know, when the mirror's like saying that you failed... Claudia starts calling out, traitor, traitor. And Gustav's, you know, having a drink at the pub. He's he's had a rough day, you know. Oh, man, I almost had to kill my my adopted niece. Uh, lost a horse in the woods. Oh, the spider's coming magic. out of my hands. Ah, fuck, fuck, fuck. This isn't the magic I wanted to do. And, uh, yeah, he runs out of the street. What happens when you kiss your sister on the mouth? Yeah, like, ooh, icky, forever unclean. Yeah. 
and uh, finds a dagger in the street. Or I guess it's his dagger, I guess, falls out of his yeah, pocket. Yeah, he dropped it. Yeah, yeah and he uh, grabs it, shoves it into his heart. Game but over, he did man. seem to be actively trying to resist. Yeah, yeah. To, assume... to my eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he didn't want this. He was possessed. <laughs> he, was... <laughs> he just wanted to go... <laughs> get... <laughs> Get a get a little beer in his system, and you know, mm. forget his. Try worries. to forget that his sister kissed him on the mouth. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Gustav's gone, um, and at the church, uh, the 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 dwarf and six other guys who I don't even ha- think have names in this version, at least that I could tell. Um, I think half of I think half of them do, and one of them is named uh, Scar, and uh, most most of them are at least a little bit rapey. Oh, yeah. Especially One of them's Ralph. Rolf. Yep. Rolf. <laughs> Good old yeah. Rolf. Good He's old like, hey, Rolf. we could ransom her, but uh, you know, first it starts like trying to tear her clothes yeah, off or whatever. We'll just and... take a little bit for ourselves. Yeah. He won't mind, would he? And then yeah, Scar or whatever. I I didn't have Scarface in my notes, but yeah, Scar, I guess, is the name. Throws back like, hey, hey. Yeah, now now it, it needs to be said that at least half of these men are badly disfigured. Yes. Yeah. Most of them by burns. But there's one handsome guy who was like the young, cool Hepcat guy in the Shawshank Redemption, uh, Tommy. Yeah. He's got a single, straight, clean line down his face. So his character is named Scar. Yeah, not the guy who's like half his face is melted off. <laughs> or the one guy whose th- eye you can't see through his one eye because it's melted. Right. Yep. I do want to throw out here, too, that Rolf is also the name of... Uh, in tiptoes. Yeah, Gary Oldman. Um, Gary Oldman's oh, character, yeah. who is a little person, who is twin brothers with McConaughey. Yep. <laughs> yep and everything yep. about that film. Yep. <laughs> Up next, I'm the Boxy. I, I know what you're like, thinking. Like, yes, you can like totally you think, see that cast in here. <laughs> like you think Jerry Lewis, you know, regretted making The Day the Clown Cried. I'm sure he didn't regret that half as much. Has Gary Oldman regretted being in that movie? Because how many years do we have until the day the clown cried? Oh, it's only going to be a year or two because it was. I maintain that it's a good concept. Yeah, yeah. If it's executed properly, the problem is you have no margin of error. Yeah, and it would have to be executed one hundred percent perfect. Guys, I don't know if you know this little Italian movie in the 90s that won a couple of awards called Life is Beautiful. Basically the same concept. Yeah, very similar. (laughs) Of course, now now people probably say it was derivative. I mean... Right? Did did he see a cut of it? So, I won't lie. I'm, like, low-key obsessed with The Day the Clown Died. And there's one reviewer who has seen the movie, who viewed it uh, before... Because I guess a copy of it went to the Library of Congress... And so he viewed it to make sure that, like, it was even, like, a functioning film. Um, and then it's, like, locked up there until after, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the 10 years or whatever. And his review basically was, is it the greatest movie ever made? No. Is it as bad as you all think it's going to be? No. It's somewhere in between. There you go. Something to look forward to. That will be most disappointing if it just turns out to be middling. Yeah, if right? this is a three-star film, get out. I know. Then nobody's happy. So it's like hype. it's like mild cheddar or softcore porn. Nobody wants that. Yeah, Nobody wants no. that. No, neither side's for it. But if you have them both at the same time, mild cheddar and softcore porn, now we're talking. That's a hell of a sandwich. <laughs> no, that's that that's that's being that's being fifteen uh, watching USA up all night. <laughs> yeah. That's true. With Ronda Shear. 
so then <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he came on there for a bit too. That's right. Uh, so yeah, Lily, um, I guess is like friends with uh, the the other guys now that Rolf's been kicked out of the crew, and uh, she's given a knife because they're basically like, hey, we're gonna go off to work or whatever, and uh, you're gonna stick around here. Don't get raped by Rolf. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, also, Cla- also a theme in these uh, Snow White movies, not usually seven dwarves in the movie. This keeps coming up. Yeah, yeah, true. There's like four Th- or there five are, at this point. you know, yeah. more than seven little people actors working. Right? Don't know why you'd shy away from it. Except maybe you don't want to get sued by Disney. Maybe. I mean, they, they, they issued a cease and desist letter to um, an like, Instagram influencer or something because he looked like Loki. That's just what he looked like. He had bone structure a little bit similar to Hiddleston's and his hair was jet black. And they're like, oh, you're ripping off Loki. He's like, this is just what I look like. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Damn mouse. Uh, Oh, speaking of which, uh, I was just sent a very important text message. Apparently Zardoz is now on Disney Plus. So (gasps) enjoy, guys. That's an interesting sentence. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm going to be checking that later. And and Zardoz is now on Disney Plus. And those cowards don't have the balls to put the Devil and Max Devlin on there? Yep. I know. I know. Nah, life's just not fair sometimes. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Claudia, we, we find out she also has magical crow powers where she can, I don't know, see through the eyes of any crow in the in the village or kingdom I, just, or I assumed it was just this one. Right, because it, it's, sort of, it's sort of Chekhov's raven because they brought it in earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I swear there was a scene where there was a couple of them flying around and she was, like, seeing it through there. But, yeah, maybe there was just the one. Uh, anyway, she has secret crow powers. And uh, <laughs> she now knows, oh, Lily's there in that, that town. Ooh, and she's following them those other guys to that cave that they're digging in looking for gold or something. It'd be a shame if it were to cave in. <laughs> and Okay, so... Here's an instance of why my husband and I call this not Snow White a Tale of Terror, but Snow White a Why Did They Already Have That? Did she know that Claudia was going to be in an underground cave of some kind? Because what she has here is an hourglass, a great big hourglass (laughs) with sand and a little fucking live bird in it. She had to prepare this in advance. If Look. she knew, if she knew where, that Lily was going to be underground somewhere, which is really unlikely, how could she not know where she was and just like send a competent assassin to kill her? True, but I'll throw this out there: the hourglass was always around. Mm-hmm. The birds she probably had like throughout the house, like in little cages, because you know she had the one with her crow or whatever yeah, in her room. Yeah, I'm she's, assuming she's got a whole collection of little birds, so she can just shove one in an hourglass anytime she needs. Do you think the top just screws off? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think like so, you know, like they open up the uh, the cabinet, and there's sort of all her like little facial potions and whatnot. I'm assuming also in there is like some of her other witchy stuff. Yeah, there's like an hourglass. There's a, a pendulum. There's mm-hmm. I don't know some sort of like twisted weird blade. You know. Yeah, yeah. There's a <laughs> witch's caboodle. <laughs> there's a little there's all those candles she put around people. the dead baby on the tree trunk. Yeah. Oh yes, that that's also a thing. Just a random yeah. dead baby altar in the middle of the forest that she can, I don't know, magically transport to. <laughs> random modifying altar, not baby. We do know it's her baby. This isn't oh, yeah. another dead baby. <laughs> Just a random <laughs> a altar in the forest. Dead baby corpse. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, anyway, with her uh, her burden hourglass thing, so are the days of our lives. Uh, the cave starts collapsing in on them, and ah, it's collapsing in on us. Woo! And there's like this whole scene where they're like, there's this crevasse they've fallen in, and they're like, Lily, grab the rope, we're definitely going to fall and die. Like, like very expositional yelling going on. Uh, eventually, I, I'll try the like the eldest uh, littler person, I guess. No, this, he was one of the regular, he was one of the, the average-sized people, yeah, yeah. but he's the first of a, uh, it's almost a running gag, it's so obvious, but a recurring theme where one of the banditos will be nice to her, just a little bit. They'll have like two sentences, and that's a deep, meaningful <laughs> conversation. So the bandito will have a deep, meaningful conversation with her, and he'll be dead within five minutes. Yep. It does happen. And he's buried alive under all the falling rubble and stuff. Yeah, so they, the rest of them, I guess, eventually get get out, climb up the rope and get out of there. And Claudia puts something in the soup and is like, here, give this to Frederick. He'll help him heal faster or something like that. I think it's him. that brown acid they told people not to take at Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, so Frederick, like, I, I guess we don't see it, but he eats the soup. And then, like, the next scene, he'll, he comes, like, out of the bedroom, and he's like, hello? Hello? He's ringing a bell. Yeah. Where the fuck no is everybody? <laughs> yeah. What do I pay you people for? Yeah, apparently they've all been sent away, as uh, Claudia says, and I'm like, oh, that's not weird. But, yeah, she also knows, yeah, Lily's still alive. Cool. Uh, so then Scar kind of hits on Lily a little bit. Like, at first he's like, oh, he's very beautiful. And she's like, yeah, I'm not interested. And then he starts negging her. And then apparently that's when she's like, ooh, maybe you are the rapscallion for me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we get a little class war, little touches of class warfare in there, too, just for, you know, gravitas. Oh, yeah, it's like, I'm, well, then how should I speak to you, my lady? Like, oh, more like a gentleman, not a savage. Don't call me that word! I'm like, yeah, grabs her by the throat. And 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 what word is it in that that pisses him off? Gentleman? <laughs> I'm like, uh... Well, I think it was savage because he talks about some noble gentleman um, who did something bad to him, but called him a savage in the process. And then he oh. gave me this! Oh, okay, because okay, the part I heard was the, the last gentleman I knew was nothing but, or like the exact opposite yeah. of gentle or something like that. Something I was like, like that. Okay, was so that, that was the word that gotcha. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> noted um uh what happens for oh yeah so then uh dr gutenberg he comes back and he's wandering the estate wondering where the fuck everybody is too oh. and uh he runs into claudia and she's like oh my god it's horrible they've all got these sores and stuff on them like oh yes the black death it's uh it's really sweeping the land here and uh Oh yeah, cause she'd uh, she'd put all the stuff in the soup. Yeah. To, oh, oh, to make, oh okay. yeah. Cause, cause it, like when he's walking in, you he doesn't see it, but you sort like we as the viewers get the glimpse of like kind of people in other rooms, just like blood Zombie. coming out of their eyes and just sort of sitting there like zombies. Yeah, some are, some are even standing there. But this caused a bit of debate uh, in our living room. She put something in the soup. I guess before the big staff meal, it was the same soup that was mm -hmm. supposed to be taken to the king. Did the soup never get there? Did he just not eat it? So she puts the she puts the powder that looked like cumin powder in it, stirred it up, pulled some out and said, give this to my husband and go put a fucking hair bonnet on. 
Yeah, and, she's a yeah, coming of yeah, hair. Yeah. And then Which came out of literally nowhere and made no fucking sense. And well, then, she had her hair out. Yeah. Yeah. I, and then, well, she and, always had her hair out. I just assumed maybe Sigourney Weaver wanted to be the only redhead, but maybe. I think she was be the only like beautiful person at this point. Like anybody yeah. who has a beautiful attribute needs to die. Um, but uh, yeah, but then uh, after they she the the girl the servant runs off with the soup for the husband. She throws a liquid in there, and then that like cut scene. Oh, that's right. There was a second contaminant. Yeah, there was a... <laughs> so these people were have locked-in syndrome and they're tripping balls. Yeah. yeah. That's what um, I choose to believe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, also, then, uh, Claudia kisses the doctor. I was just going to say, yep. Aww. And then uh, we get a little kiss because she's like, oh, I'm so lonely here. <sighs> and then like after they kiss, she's like, oh, what a wonderful husband you'll make Lily. And he's like, that's a weird thing to say, but whatever, killer. I'm still into it. That's a weird way to put it. <laughs> and then she's like, can you uh, can you go find her for me? And he's like, yeah, of course. And he's off. I'm like, okay, so is he under a spell or is he just a weird horned up little doctor dude? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I was like waiting for him to be like under her spell. Yeah. Nope. But uh, yeah, then we, uh, we get the nice little scene where... Uh, Everybody's sleeping, you know, uh, Lily and the, 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 the other people. And uh, we see Scar, you know, kicking his feet like he's a puppy having a dream. And and then, uh, uh-oh, someone's about to sign their death certificate because they're being nice to Lily. And telling oh, him, like, oh, he shit. dreams of fire. His whole family was burned alive and blah, blah, blah. And he got to watch or something. I don't know. Oh, is it, this, is, this, is, uh, this is Lancelot and Robin Hood. He locked everybody in the church and lit it on fire. <laughs> yep, go first night. Watch first night. Uh, or not. Or listen to our <laughs> podcast episode. Yeah, yeah, do that instead. Trust us. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then the next morning, uh, Lily hears something in the forest. Lily! Liliana! <gasps> Father, is that you? And so she goes running off. <laughs> And they say Lily so many so many times. I think I'm watching uh, Poltergeist three, and they're saying Carol Ann. Carol Ann. Uh, <laughs> Carol Ann. Carol Ann. And then uh, Claudia rouses up the winds. They're and like a like trees start falling, and like one of them falls on the guy that was nice to Lily, and she's like trying to save him though. I, she she easily could have grabbed his arm, but she was like purposely be holding it like too high to like not touch him. I don't know. It's a weird little scene. Uh, but then another tree falls. He's dead. Squish. <laughs> uh, yep. Don't ever be nice to that girl. That's the main takeaway. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, but then uh, uh, one of the other guys, uh, the one that looked like Matthew Lillard to me, uh, he <laughs> apparently like threw a rock and hit the crow. <laughs> And, and uh, Claudia's like, ah, shit, now I can't see, <laughs> you know. God damn it, I'm going to kill these midgets. Yeah. <laughs> There's and one the, little person. One. one little person. <laughs> well, she can't see. I assume they were all from that high angle where the crow was sitting. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> to crows, we all look like little people. That's right. We all look like ants. Um, so... Then they uh, gather around the, the fire that night and they have a little service for uh, for the, the guy that died, who I didn't even think had a name. Uh, they say good journey a bunch of times and I'm like, yeah, masters of the universe, baby. I'm in. I like this good journey stuff. We cut to Claudia and now she has a new plan. Uh, Moxie, how is she going to bring her son back? Well, the mirror has some instructions. It's a two-step process, apparently. 
steal the father's seed. And I don't know how you steal someone people are perfectly, steal something people are perfectly willing to uh, get rid of. Uh, and then bathe the child in the father's blood, which carries the implication of all of it. Yeah, well, enough for a little bathtub, at least a little bassinet. Well, I mean, a hum- an adult human's got you know a little over a gallon of blood in them, so you could absolutely <laughs> bathe a newborn. A substantial portion of his blood. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, Claudia shows up in her uh, her new white nighty. I'm assuming it was. It looks like a shower curtain. She lifts <laughs> yeah, her arms. Does she does big top. arms, yeah. and it looks <laughs> like Xanadu. It looks like it's <laughs> awful. Yep, and we uh, we then also find out Frederick's a nice little uh, three-stroke and done kind of guy. And, Dude, uh, as hard as she was riding, that was not like I would think you would think about whatever you had to think about to get that encounter over with as quickly as possible. <laughs> and also, is she really stealing it? Wouldn't she have to, like, sneak up while he's sleeping and just be, like, really subtle? I mean, he and did seem quiet. a little out of it with the, uh, the, I don't know, the infection spreading in his leg, I assume. Right. The shock. Yeah. And, of course, super sexy scene. Um. Oh, yeah. By the way, <laughs> does she, so does she just leave the baby's body in her bedroom or does she, like, have him waiting in Is the Is it back in the woods? Yeah. yeah, is he on the altar? No, I, I assume it's in her room. Does, does Odo point. just carry it around in his mouth, waiting? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so so yeah, that scene where she you know gets the goo. Uh, <laughs> we then immediately see Scar taking a nice little rain shower through a hole in the roof of the church they've been staying in, and uh, yeah, Lily walks up and starts like fingering his scars. <laughs> I'm sorry, gently touching his scars. Aww. You've all seen the scene. And of course he like whips around like, hey, those are mine. <laughs> and then it's just like, whatever, dude, look into my doll-like eyes. And then they start kissing. I'm an empty vessel. <laughs> yep. So yeah, they kiss. Um, and then we get a weird scene where it's like, okay, Weeps. I just have written down Gustav's heart. Plus, I don't know, being wrapped up in a blanket that's assaulting her equals serpent's fruit. All right. Oh, yeah. Fruit of the serpent. <laughs> that makes less sense than the actual scene. <laughs> I mean, somehow? I don't know. It's, it, it would have it gone well in any number of late 80s music videos. I will say that because it's sort yeah. of Claudia just writhing under these sheer blankets or I don't know what this scene was supposed to accomplish. Whatever the goal was, it failed. Yeah, I, I, apparently what it was is under the blanket, she was transforming into the old lady because you see, like, her oh. hand kind of coming out of there. Uh, but then, yeah, we cut to the next day and okay. Lily's, like, at the river well, washing her clothes. And then we see Sigourney Weaver in old lady makeup. I, I like had no idea writhing and moaning was part of it. See, I might have been preoccupied while watching this and so oh. interpreted it to be something sexual. Oh, well, I, I, obviously, it, it's it's witchy, so it's super sexual. Aww. Everything. <laughs> yeah, I have the picture sexual. of the witch up on my screen right now. Um, She's having super trouble getting hot, turned right? on. Yeah. Oh, oh, not getting turned. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll stop then. Um, so then, <laughs> uh, yeah, the old lady's like, "Oh, hello there. How are you doing? <laughs> Just gonna eat my apple here. Hey, I I have a spare apple. Would would you like one? I have nothing to pay you with. Ash, just us girls on the road here. Like a princess would know what money was. You're right. (laughs) In that day and age, she probably can't even count. 
Oh, yeah, true. How, how many apple is that? <laughs> how many apple of any? It's one. <laughs> anyway. uh, it's a one-to-one exchange ratio. So, so, yeah, so, so she takes the apple and she's like, I think I will share it with my friend. Oh, a friend, you say? Maybe a boyfriend? Dish girl? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a weird little scene. She's like describing him and like, oh, he's very handsome and good looking and we're going to go live in Paris and shit like that. I'm just like, you know what? I'm starting to be Team Claudia again. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, and, we'd just uh, be having a point. <laughs> kudos have to also be given to makeup. Oh, yeah. The makeup department really did a good job making Sigourney Weaver look like an old woman. Absolutely. Oh, and like, like down to like her fingernails and her hands because she's going to like... I she wonder how in. they do that. It's Because oh, her it's... hands here and later, like when she's deteriorating, um, spoilers, they genuinely <laughs> look old. Like I had to wonder, yeah. would you use, would you like try to get a hand model in there? Because that's, that's, most makeup adds bulk. Yeah, D- Doug exists. Jones comes in again and is like standing Yeah, exactly. That's why Doug Jones gets work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Lily eventually does take the faintest of nibbles out of this apple. like Tiny, I, tiny, just like tea little piece. Mm. And then instantly she's like, oh, I don't feel... <laughs> and she's doubt. <laughs> and but like, she's oh. not dead. No. No. You, you, you want to take it from here, Moxie? She's cogent. She can hear, she can see, but she can't move, and everyone will think she's dead. But this spell apparently also uh, grants her immortality, because the witch says she'll get to experience being dead forever. Which is a pretty badass thing to do to somebody. That is fucking harsh. (laughs) You know what's worse than death? Not dead. (laughs) Yeah, like the the Flash did that to somebody in the comics. He he essentially sl- slowed them down so much that they could their their motion couldn't be detected, and sold them to a museum as a statue or something. There will be a nerd who will be more than happy to correct me, and I welcome your correction. Uh, but the person was still alive and cogent, frozen in time, standing in a museum. Savage. Cold blooded. Uh, <laughs> Stork, tell us who, 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 right? who it is. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, eventually, uh, Peter, uh, Dr. Gutenheimer, uh, Gutenberg, Gutenberg, that's right. Uh, he finds her and like all the, all the not dwarves, uh, they find him and like, yep, she's definitely dead. Well, only one thing we can do, put her in this stained glass coffin and start burying her. Yes. Here's another example of <laughs> why did they already have that? Why did this group of let's, let's assume semi-nomadic bandits Oh. Have a stained glass oh. coffin Moxie. the size of a 15-year-old girl. Moxie, I don't want to shit all over your point. They had a coffin. It didn't have a top, but they were living in a church with a bunch of stained glass windows. Oh, Jesus, fuck. They could be very resourceful. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that just popped in my head as you were saying. Like, why would they have it handy? I'm like, I'm sure they... Wait a minute. Could that have been accidentally brilliant? Yeah. (laughs) Could somebody have had a genuinely unique and interesting idea in the production of this film? Because I hope this was a paycheck for everybody involved and nothing more. Because if anyone was emotionally invested in the quality of this film, and it's not terrible. I mean, it's it's brilliant. 
until you realize it's a stained glass coffin that they were about to bury. It's like a screen door on a submarine kind of thing. Yes, and also, yes, as soon as they shovel the dirt on top of her, that thing is collapsing. But luckily, the power of boners is stronger than death. Yeah, Yeah. Scar, like, I don't know, looks down there and sees a glimmer in her doll-like eyes, and he's like, wait, she's still alive! Like, uh, is she? Bro, the doctor told you she's dead. Yeah. The, the, the doctor the was, was just then putting, literally throwing dirt on her coffin. But no, he jumps down in the grave with her and hauls her limp and lifeless body up and then just yells at her for a minute. Yeah, but starts shaking her, giving her like shaken baby syndrome. Like, ah, wake up! Oh, you're alive! Yeah, and... And, but apparently that is the most powerful medicine known to the Western world at the time. Just yelling, breathe! At a girl enough times will make her, for no reason, cough up the piece of apple that was occluding her throat this whole time. And then he kissed her, too. So she choked on the apple. He was, like, shaking her, and then he, like, kissed her, and is like, breathe! So it was was true love's kiss. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'd, I'd have been more okay with it if, in the course of, like, shaking her, if he had his hands around her lower rib cage, like her diaphragm. And if in the course of shaking her, we could argue that he had given her a a crude sort of Heimlich maneuver. If he, but his hands, he was holding onto her shoulders. So uh, if they had, if they'd put some thought into it, I would have given them a pass, but no, try harder. So Moxie, what I'm hearing is if he had somehow positioned himself behind her, wrapped no, his arms around her and made a shark-choking merge motion. He's not going to pound it out of her. No, Heimlich for a prone <laughs> victim. I mean, you know. How did I know my husband was going to go there? Because <laughs> it's Steve. Yeah, that's me. All right. All right. So anyway, she's alive. Yay. Yeah, Peter, like, offers some gold to Scar and the boys, like, hey, thanks for, you know, taking care of her and Also, Dr. Boyfriend just watched all this happen. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, well, she totally did. Oh, shit, she's alive. I'm a horrible doctor. Oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) And kissing this other guy. (laughs) Why is he kissing the corpse of my dead girlfriend? Uh, It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's kind of a, that should be a fight on sight, you guys. Let him, let him have this one. He's had a rough week, too. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't want to be the first one to do it, but hey, if this is what we're doing. <laughs> oh, I, I, have you seen Blanca Nieves? It's like a 2012 Spanish Snow White movie, silent movie, black and white. 100% no. Oh, you should check it out. Oh. It's it's like ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is legitimately and it's on Tubi. a good movie. It's yeah. A, yeah, made in twenty twelve. It's a black and white silent film. Uh, if you think this movie's a little weird, oh boy. Oh, a black and white silent Snow White movie. Foreign film in Spanish. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. it's silent. If it's silent, it's not in any language unless there are cards. Yeah, there's a couple of cards. Those are those are in English. Well, yeah. the newspapers aren't. But yeah, yeah, it works. Yeah. It works. Is it a full length? Yeah, uh, hour and yeah. forty-five minutes, something like that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Incredibly well done. Incredibly uh, problematic ending. Yeah, yeah, a little weird. Well, there's your homework, everybody. Yeah. Uh, what happens from here? Oh yeah, then uh, Claudia starts dragging the father through the castle uh, to the church, and the servants are all there in the pews. Yeah, looking like zombies or something. Yeah, they're kind of sitting there davening. And then, here's the thing, she, the, you have the Jesus up on the cross, and basically she looks up at Jesus and says, I've brought someone to keep you company. 
I'm like, what? Oh, that was, was fucking pretty cool. cold. That was pretty cool. I thought it was yeah. a good line. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, Lily and Peter then instantly go to the mom, uh, Lily's mom's grave. And I'm like, okay, I guess that'd be my first stop too. Okay. Uh, and then Scar shows up too. All right. He made oh. excellent time on foot, considering yeah. they're on horseback. <laughs> He's very sneaky. And then we go back to the church and we see Sam Neill hanging upside down on the oh. cross on the opposite side of Jesus. Which uh, Claudia also... has managed to do all by herself. Yeah. Maybe the zombies helped. Um, also, Claudia uh, destroyed Mom's statue, so now it's personal. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They're at the grave. In the now now Lily's there. really got a oh, reason for vengeance. that's what that head was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, she knew I'd be back. She did this on purpose. She also knocked over, I think, like some some saints. Like in the hallway, there was a bunch of a row of statues. So yeah, so then uh, I guess the Peter, Lily, and Scar they're uh, gearing up for battle. They go into the castle. Like like Lily has a fucking crossbow, and I'm like, where'd she get that? You, yeah, you where did she get the don't, crossbow? Don't even worry about it. I'm sure it was a decoration in the hallway. Uh, much like the portrait of uh, Claudia we see in the hallway, to which uh, Scar says, is that her? And I'm like, I don't know. Is that supposed to be Claudia? <laughs> That's a great question, <laughs> it, was, Scar. it was. Unfortunately, the only thing they got really, really accurate on Sigourney Weaver was her nasolabial lines. <laughs> That's yeah. the crease from your uh, nose to your mouth that makes one look, oh, quite old indeed, says the 42-year-old guest host. <laughs> Yay, 40s! Woo! <laughs> I do find, though, and I don't know if this experience is true for males as much as it is for females, uh, once you hit 40, you have no fucks. Just bereft. Absolute zero balance of fucks to give anymore. And it is refreshing. So liberating. I like to consider myself a little ahead of that curve. I just turned 40 (laughs) a couple of months ago, but I haven't given fucks in years. He has not given fucks in years. (laughs) I think maybe I think maybe after forty you're given more permission not to give fucks. Yeah, it's, so it's more it's socially like, acceptable. It's like when you're being yeah. lazy when a, when you're supposed to be working versus being lazy when you're allowed to be lazy. Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. I will say, in injustice of being lazy when you're supposed to be working, specifically at jobs, if you work too hard at jobs, you will be punished. If you're you'll the be rewarded with more work. If you're the person who's a little bit lazy, then when you do double down and get yourself up to 75%, everyone's praising you for how hard you <laughs> oh, worked. Oh, yeah. Life in retail, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Oh, retail Retail taught me anything. It's do not try too hard. Just do the minimum. That's all anybody else is going to do. <laughs> oh, I, w- I was telling Steve, uh, I was texting... Uh, talking to his cousin actually and she is trying to get fired from her place of work so that she can get on unemployment because why not she's been working through the pandemic uh so she's literally like gotten to the point where she just clocks in and clocks out and that's about it <laughs> but the rest of her coworkers are so bad at her job she got employee of the month for simply showing up on time every day oh lord <laughs> And she's like, this is going to be harder than I thought. <laughs> this this has the makings of a, of a farcical comedy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Employee of the month, too. <laughs> anyway. No, um, you, you'd call no, you'd call it you'd call it essential workers. <gasps> There's got to be a script out there. Okay, somebody <laughs> somebody right do it. Yeah. Somebody do a treatment for this. Steve, I think Netflix it... needs content. <laughs> anyway. 
Uh, so yeah, so then Odo shows up back in the movie. Yeah. Oh, hey, Odo, what's up? Oh, <laughs> oh shit, yeah, he's attacking! Ha- <laughs> yeah, we have to assume he's he's enchanted, because uh, he attacks his lovely mistress. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, short work of him. And uh, <laughs> then they uh, run to the church, and they uh, find uh, the dad, Frederick, or whatever, on the cross. And they're like, what the... How did she even catch you? You don't worry about it. And they free him. Uh, meanwhile, Peter's like separated. Like he's checking uh, the tower for uh, for Claudia, and he finds her as she throws his ass out the window, and <laughs> nobody <laughs> notices. Who's there to notice? He's oh, just uh, no. I mean, they don't notice his absence later. He's just out of the story. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to Peter? Who? Roll credits. <laughs> Freeze frame. Roll credits. Like it's a sitcom. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Peter's dead. Uh, Scar. Uh, he, he's like, I like how he's like uh, carrying the dad because like, hey, get my dad out of here. I'm gonna go after Claudia, and he's like fireman carrying him around and like accidentally starts the castle on fire because he's like turning around and like hits over the, the candles or something and. <laughs> Apparently all the curtains are made out of kerosene. I don't know. <laughs> I thought, but they're never, but they're never in any danger from at least that particular fire. So yeah, he basically starts a fire, and not only does he walk away, so do we. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're like, okay, so much for that. Oh yeah, there's a scene where like Ilsa, the the like cook or nanny or something, like attacks Lily, and Lily like burns her ass or something. I don't the know. jump scare there did get me. I'll confess. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then. It's it's boss battle time. We get Lily and her crossbow going into Claudia's bedroom, and she just goes starts smashing all the mirrors in the room because there's like apparently ten of them in there now. Just like you do not have time for petty vandalism. <laughs> so much bad luck coming her way. Uh, so, and then Claudia just like shows up in one of the chairs and uh, basically gets up and she's holding and she's dressed something. like Joan Crawford for some reason. <laughs> no more wire hangers yeah. she has there are big big shoulders in work <laughs> yep and uh she's she's got something in her arms what what's that she's holding moxie oh it's the baby <gasps> it's a baby oh wait now this is about how baby. i feel when i see all of them to be honest with you <laughs> Oh, that baby. Ooh, oh, babies. Oh, oh, God, did that baby just move? Oh, 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 Steve's puking watching this movie. No, I don't know. And kudos to the prop guys for making that tiny little disgusting animated hand that looks like totally <laughs> Oh, that hand was super, look like. super creepy. That is well, the scariest part of this movie. It was like well a... done, lads. Well done. I actually found the most terrifying part of the movie was the mind collapse where they were having... Let's. That was... That was cedar mulch <laughs> dumped on top of them yeah. um it was, you can get it you can get it by the truckload for a hundred dollars um the mine collapse i found to be scarier than any other stuff that's supposed to be scary in the movie yeah yeah like wolverine i don't look forward to being buried alive yeah that's pretty claustrophobic but yeah this baby yeah. hand is also quite creepy yeah it looked like a uh like a like a pecking duck claw kind <laughs> of like reach out uh, so this chicken paws, but on a baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we, we get some weird exposition where it's like, "Oh yes, my son is alive, but only in this room." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. Yeet his ass out the window." Um, 
But then instead, uh, Claudia grabs Lily and smashes her face into a mirror, and I'm like, yeah. oh, shit! Brutal, <laughs> but effective. She gets, like, a, a shard of it and is, like, ho- holding up to Lily's face and is like, oh, you're quite pretty, aren't you? And then cuts, like, the side of her cheek. Ah! Oh, no, now I have matching scars with the man I love. Yeah, I don't remember the doctor having scars. <gasps> what doctor? <laughs> what doctor? Who? Roll credits, no. Um, and then there's more fire, because now those fires with all the candles in the bedroom. And then there's a dagger. Where'd that come from? Don't worry about it. I'm sure it was in uh, her, her witchy wardrobe. Well, we do see this one earlier, because it looks like, kind of kind of like the Hand of the King pin from uh, from Game of Thrones. It actually looks like it's a big silver hand holding the blade, which looks like it should be yeah. giving the middle finger, and disappointingly isn't. <laughs> Is not. Instead, it only gives death. <gasps> uh, but then uh, Lily grabs the dagger and stabs the mirror. What? And then oh, we see Sigourney Weaver. She's like gushing blood out of her chest. Uh, what have you done? My son. <laughs> and then the mirror starts cracking and again, like opens up. She's so the ugly. She broke the mirror. Yeah. Oh, and then the mirror, like, explodes, and you see all the shards of glass going in uh, Claudia's face. <laughs> Fun stuff. And then, oh, shit, now she's on fire, too, and she falls oh! back into the fire, and then the roof starts caving in on top of her. I'm like, Jesus, overkill much. I love it. Yeah, now this this was <laughs> a case of more is not necessarily better, because she's she's withering into old age before our eyes. She's got a face full of mirror shards. <laughs> And she's on fire. Pick two. <laughs> if, if only spiders had come in and start eating her or something too. Or, or it's like Jesus crawling out of her spiders crawling out of her hand for no reason. But as she's falling out of a window. <laughs> yeah, because it, it became comical by the time she was on fire, and she ran over to the yeah. fire because the fire had spread to the canopy bed on which apparently the baby, the the MacGuffin. That's all it is that the, oh, the such a good baby MacGuffin is laying on. I can't, I can't decide. Do I want to name my baby Absidy, A B C D E, or MacGuffin? Oh boy! Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, Claudia's gone now, or is she? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Lily is reunited with Scar, and uh, oh, apparently her dad's okay too. Though they're both like kissing, like over his him lying <laughs> on the ground outside as oh, it Lily. starts snowing. Lily, and he asks if he's in heaven, because heaven must feel like laying on cobblestones. <laughs> As it's snowing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's so cold. I'm so cold, Lily. Oh my god, is this heaven? Because I feel like I fell out a window, have a broken leg, and I'm laying on cobblestones in the snow. <laughs> yeah. This is exactly like the gypsy woman said. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to stop going to her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, Good Archer reference. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's my wife. Now, if we can just work in a letter, Kenny, I'll be happy. <laughs> you gotta start watching that. Um, You've got to. Serious. I can't believe you haven't watched it since I haven't been on. It's, I need it's everyone, list, everyone but, listening yeah. to the sound of my voice right now. Get on everything I learned from movies, social medias, and tell them how badly they need to watch Letter Kenny. Do now, it see, without delay. Go to Moxie's social medias and say, I have a job for you. <laughs> yeah we we are gonna watch letter kenny but i am busy watching rewatching all of ghost adventures for like the 11th time so i mean choices are made <laughs> i guess you got your priorities <laughs> yeah so anyway everybody's okay roll credits mm-hmm. ladies 
that's Snow White, A Tale of Terror. Moxie, would you recommend this movie? I would say that there are circumstances in which a person might choose to watch this film. Uh, <laughs> say if you're on the sofa, high off your ass, and the so remote high. control's on the other side of the room. Provided you don't have to get up to pee, go ahead and let it run. <laughs> but if you still have the power to, to move under your own steam, now maybe look for something else. Like I said, it's not that it's terrible. It's just not great. It's middling at best. How about you, babe? I enjoyed it. I find yeah. I found this movie fun and kind of over the top. The I, th I feel like, like as Mossy said, the most middling thing about it is that our our lead isn't that interesting of a yeah. character. That's you it's could, Snow White. You know, you could replace her with literally anything. Like a smoking chimp would be a lot more fun. But <laughs> hell yeah, um, <laughs> smoke white. Okay, I'll save anyway, it for later. Anyway, uh, but but yeah, I. I remember the first time we watched this, Steve and I stumbled upon this. Uh, we stumbled upon it right at the beginning, and we're like, hold on, is that Sigourney Weaver and uh, Dr. Garand having a chat? We need to watch whatever this is. Like, we didn't even know it was a Snow White movie. We're just like, what <laughs> is happening? <laughs> the universe bait and switched you. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, since then, we were like, yeah, it was literally in the credits. We were all it was like, it's called Snow White, it's Hill of Terror! <laughs> See, like I said, they, they make a mention of, of you know, the, the black hair, the red lips, the snow white skin, but they did it an hour and a half ago, yeah. you know? Yeah, but yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, long story longer, I enjoyed it. I'd recommend at least watch it once. Yeah, I'd say check it out. Like, especially if, like, horror's your thing. It's not the scariest thing ever, obviously, but it's an interesting kind of retelling of Snow White, which we've had a few this month, but, yeah. If you can find it, check it out. Uh, it's available on Netflix DVD. That's how we got it, but... <laughs> yeah, if you still do that. If, let me see what they say over on Just Watch. If you've never... Uh, JustWatch.com searches uh, all the streaming services so that... Snow White. I know we ended up <clears throat> acquiring it, so let me. It could be that it has limited I'm sure, availability. I'm sure it's a few bucks on like Amazon and stuff like that. Yeah, too. probably. They should be paying. They should be paying people to watch it. It assumes you want to watch four other Snow White movies before you could possibly want to watch this one. Uh, stream it on Roku. Yeah, and rent or buy on most of the big services. So yeah, pirate. There you go. Ah. All right. On that note, we'll take a quick commercial break. <gasps> When we come back, hmm? we have more beer, <gasps> fun facts, and what we learn from Snow White, A Tale of Terror. Oh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, everybody. Join us for our next Podcart Fest, a celebration of podcasting and art. With so many incredible artists of all kinds being affected by the pandemic and shutting down of festivals in general, uh, we wanted to bring them together to one incredible virtual festival and give you the opportunity to interact with them directly in their virtual booth, uh, witness them demonstrate their marvelous skills on our live stream, show off some of their new products in their shops, and just have a great fun time in general at Podcart Fest. For the latest information, 
Please follow us at PodcartFest on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PodcartFest. That's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T. Where you can stay up to date on which podcasters, crafters, actors, painters, directors, creators, and more will be featured. Oh, did I mention it's free? Because PodcartFest is free. So you can pass that admission fee right along to an artist who needs your help in these desperate times and have a bunch of fun with some amazing personalities while getting some unique gifts and art for yourself or a loved one. Uh, see you soon at Podcart Fest, hosted by Everything I Learned from Movies. Have you ever watched a movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every week we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to. And then sometimes we ate your cues in our mailbag. No big whoop. Yeah, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking? You can find us on your favorite podcatcher or follow us on the World Wide Web on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. Who the hell says World Wide Web anymore? This guy. So, uh, yeah, see you soon. Wave at microphone. Are you ladies ready? do this sorry sorry we got like 15 more minutes where we have another podcast we have to do sorry moxie well let's hustle don't let don't let me don't let me oh yeah then there was a miranda richardson one too i will say if you want to like binge a character the snow white movies are much more fun than some of the other ones we've been doing this oh yeah totally (laughs) definitely better than jesus month all right oh hey and clancy brown's in the uh miranda richardson version i'm sold oh hell yeah Star of uh, The Bride. Yeah. Little Frankenstein movie. Sting. Oh, God, yes. Good reference. Victor, <laughs> he will win. I remember, right. I, 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 can, I can remember where I was when I was watching that. I have so many problems with my memory. So every time I, ha- I find an obscure piece of, of memory like that, like watching that movie on the TV in my parents' bedroom in sixth grade, I want to know why I can remember that and not should I actually need... <laughs> Why can I remember that? Where are my car keys? Yeah. What is my social security number? I still don't know my husband's. We've we've been married six years. But that just that's thankfully because I don't have to fill out paperwork for him like I did for the the uh, long term boyfriend who couldn't hold down a job or the first husband uh, who was on disability. So I'm glad I don't have to write. I don't actually have this one memorized. Oh, I have no idea what Steve's social security number is, so, and yes. I'm happy. And I have no idea if my wife has one, so... <laughs> I mean, I was raised by hippies. Yeah, right? <laughs> is that a star? Well, I hope you do or? have all of your end-of-life paperwork together. We should probably work on that. We should probably <laughs> do that. Yeah, you want to you yeah. do that. You can knock it out in a weekend. It's not bad. And if you need, you know, if you need any advice, watch the uh, Ask a Mortician YouTube channel. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Everyone yeah. should watch that every way. Every, oh, anyway is what I meant to say. I talk for a living. Can you believe it? <laughs> I love the smell of movies in the morning. There's no feeling in podcasts. There's no feeling in podcasts. This podcast will be quite operational when your friends subscribe. Feels. Real feels. Not the feels. Not the feels. Out of all the podcasts I've encountered, Real Feels was the most human. Hey, it's Drew. And Nathan. And Jack. Hey, guys, and we're the Real Feels Podcast. We come to you every other Wednesday with a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. So make sure to catch us on iTunes, Podbean, and any other podcatcher out there. You're the realist. And the feelist. Come to ha. Hi, this is Ernie Hudson, Winston Zedmore from Ghostbusters, from Oz, The Hand That Rocks, The Cradle, The Crow, Grace, and Frankie. 
uh, Monroe Kelly in Congo. You're a great white hunter, though I happen to be black. Steve, Izzy, just want to give you a shout out and let you know to some that you are truly loved and appreciated. You truly are amazing. If anyone has the tools and the talent, it's you. <laughs> just keep having fun, stay healthy, safe, and of course, always keep on busting. And we're back. <gasps> oh my God, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added. In the history of adding. Oh, she said it. They get better every week. Oh, man, I am thirsty. How about you, babe? I'm pretty sober. Well, I got, ooh, I definitely got the remedy for that. <laughs> uh, from, which one was this from? Oh, yes, from uh, Level Crossing Brewing. We have their 2020 series Barley Wine Ale, 12% alcohol by volume. The birth of a first child gives, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, gives much, oh, Jesus Christ. Wait, do you need more lights? Gives much to celebrate a monumental occasion for anyone to expand the family. Six years ago, our master brewer excitedly brewed a version of this American barley wine ale with the intention of sharing it with his firstborn son 21 years later to commemorate the father-son bond they share. Aww. We are very proud to share the latest version of this barley wine so you too can enjoy it with family and friends. Cheers. All right. right. In honor of sacrificing your firstborn, let's pop this top. Oh, my top! (laughs) And the poor... Ooh, this is beautiful. This is surprisingly reddish brown beer. Mm. Almost, yeah, the color of like a red ale. Has a really like, almost orangey colored head. Lots of tiny bubbles. bubbles Makes me happy. Ooh. That smells like booze. You can smell the alcohol. That smells like booze and hops. I'm enthusiastic. Yeah, Steve's going in for the sip. Oh yeah, that is fantastic. That very bourbon-y kind of taste to it. Yeah. A little bit of like peat moss and mm-hmm. a, little, a little sherry on there. Maybe I mean like it shouldn't. Can... It's it's a twenty twenty one. It's like like kind of like a cherry. I think it's yeah. I think it's sort of like a stone fruit note yeah, in there from the yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a delightful beverage. We need to go back and mm. get some more of this. Damn, that's good. How about you, Moxie? Are you still drinking something? Uh, no, I'm upstairs and the beer is downstairs. So I'm oh, afraid no. I have to finish this sober. All right, well, we'll make it quick She then. says, <laughs> lying through her teeth because she smoked before we started. <laughs> <laughs> Gummy bears. Oh, wait. Look, we, we have also had, uh, what was it, smoke alliés on our podcast oh, yeah, doing yeah. Uh, doing reviews. So, <laughs> nice. Well, it's been decriminalized in the state of Virginia, and you're now al- allowed to grow up to four plants per household. Ooh. Ooh I nice. will not say how many seeds I have started, but I will tell you it is more than four. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, it's playing the odds. Yeah, and for anybody, well, I mean, I've planted kudzu and couldn't. Background. I see. I need. I need to enlist. You clearly have more farm knowledge than I do in your plants and animals and stuff. So I should get your help with this because uh, if anyone knows what kudzu is, it's a vine that covers just miles in the south. Uh, I planted that once and couldn't get it to grow. Oh no! That's that's how excellent I am with living things. Oh man. Yeah, from like we don't really have that in the West, but from what I understand, you can't kill that. Yeah. <laughs> Moxie, would would you be interested in any fun facts about this movie? Give me all the facts. Pour your facts into me. I regret saying that immediately. <laughs> I, I am your fact vessel. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I regret right. hearing that. Only if they're super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. I think they're fun. All right, ladies. We start off with Rotten Tomatoes. What do we think the critics thought of this movie? Out of 100%. Do the critics think of this movie? Maybe. They do. Uh, there, there was a number there. You know what? 39. It, it, 
39. Now, I'll I'll spoil this too. It's basically the same critics and audience. So, 39? 38. 38. All right, babe. I'm going to say 52. 55 with the critics, 57 with the audience. So, generous. Divisive? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, $26 million budget. U.S. Actually, I'll skip. Worldwide gross of. Zero, because this film was originally slated for theatrical release, but wound up debuting on Showtime. <gasps> yep, direct All to right. cable. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Showtime. Uh, the role of Lily Hoffman, Snow White, quote unquote, uh, was originally written with mm. Alicia Silverstone in mind. Oh. Hmm. Think about that. Yeah, 1997 Alicia Silverstone, except for the fact that she's blonde yeah yeah i'm sure she could dye her hair i mean i mean if she could be batgirl or whatever in batman and robin we don't we don't need to talk about that movie (laughs) you should not use that as an argument for anything it really doesn't do your point any any favors Uh, blast from the past that was a real good i don't know i mean the crush with carrie elways oh that yeah that was before oh the crush and then of course uh two or three aerosmith videos yeah (laughs) Babe, when are we going to do Crush Month with uh, The Crush yeah. and Fear and all those weird Poison Ivy? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sigourney Weaver stated that one of the reasons she wanted to play the, quote, evil queen role was for never having actually understood why the king would be so stupid to marry such a cruel woman. Not just unpleasant, but also a killer. So she wanted to provide a stepmother with the best intentions of being a mother in this film. And she does a good job. Yeah. Until she loses her mind under very understandable circumstances. (laughs) And even she almost wins us back there. Right? (laughs) Almost won me back at the end. They could have made her a sympathetic and complex character very easily. And they just didn't. And then it, it doesn't really make sense because there doesn't seem to be any animosity. Yeah. Or what animosity we see between them just feels really arbitrary. Like, it's not set up. It feels forced. Yeah, it yeah. feels like it's needed for it to be a fairy tale. Like, it needs to be kind of just, no, this is what it is. This person's bad. This person's good. Done. We all um, know it's going to happen, so we're just going to come out right and say it. Right? Say don't show. Sorry. Say don't show. Tell don't show. Oh, whatever. Well, ladies, now the important question. What did we learn from Snow White, A Tale of Terror? Moxie is our guest. Would you like to go first? Uh, I learned to be more careful when I volunteer to watch movies for this show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Mm, All right. How about you, babe? Ooh, um, I mean, I learned that apparently pig heart in a soup is spectacular. Mm. And apparently you can eat a piece that's like two and a half inches on each side without choking to death. Mm. (laughs) She took a great big bite. Oh, this is... Everything I've ever wanted. Um, I learned that a Rottweiler is a poor man's horse. Ooh, and there is a use for a stained glass coffin. (laughs) Not a good one. And a reason for a stained glass coffin. (laughs) They were actually quite clever. Will the glass glass coffin trend catch on? Remains to be seen. Moxie. Look, look, if you don't put a rim shot after that, I'm going to be very disappointed. Uh, Remains to be seen. 
I'm sure I can find that sound effect somewhere. <laughs> uh, but Moxie, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Uh, I understand you also have a podcast and possibly a book? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Come to think of it, I sure do. Uh, it's called Your Brain on Facts, your weekly half hour of things you never knew you never knew. Available on all podcast players and yourbrainonfacts.com. If you need any voiceover work done, you can go to moxielabouche.com. Basically, just start typing how you think it's spelled. Google will find it for you. Excellent. Uh, babe, are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on all the social medias. I'm also over at Etsy, where I sell my goods and wares. I'm even on Patreon now. Ooh. You can subscribe for like a dollar and you control me along with Stork. <laughs> and <laughs> <See>? me! <laughs> yeah! yeah. And, of course, you can find us on all the major podcatchers under Everything I Learned From Movies. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Patreon at mm. E-I-L-F Movies. That's Everything, Everything I, I Learned From Movies. movies. And uh, Podcart Fest coming up October 9th. So follow at Podcart Fest for all the latest on that. Uh, and I guess until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And I'm Moxie. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned From, from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah.